It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box, and Free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. You are locked on wizards, your daily Washington wizards podcast. Part of the locked on podcast network, your team every day. Welcome, welcome. What's up, DC? Welcome back to another edition of Lockdown Wizards with SB Nation's Bullets Forever writer, Ben Mahich, and myself, Anthony Cittadino. We're your hosts, and you are now Lockdown Wizards. Go subscribe to the Lockdown Wizards podcast on the Lockdown Podcast Network, Spotify, Apple Music, or wherever you may listen. Go throw us a follow on Twitter at Lockdown Wizards. We have a great show ahead of us. Ben and I have a ton to get into, but first... We'd like to thank all of you listeners out there, wherever and whenever you may be listening. Thank you for making this a part of your day. Lockdown Wizards, we, we love having you. We love that you're listening. And Ben, we have so much to discuss tonight. Many more issues due to COVID protocol in the league. The league is still in shock over this James Harden mega trade. And if Harden's trade value is what it reflected today, what is Bradley Beal's trade value? Ben, we had a crazy day, man. President Donald Trump was impeached for a second time. James Harden was traded involving 8 million teams. And another Washington Wizards game was postponed due to COVID. Ben, first off, man, how are you? I'm hanging in there, man. There's a lot going on. Some breaking news just happened, like you said, right before we got on here. A lot to get into, Anthony. I mean, probably the biggest NBA trade, if not at least top three biggest NBA trades of my lifetime. I don't know if that's crazy to say because we've seen a lot. And I think of the three, they've both involved the Brooklyn Nets. And we'll get into this soon. Um, This might have the same repercussions as the first one did. It's crazy. Ironically, episode 11, we talked about how usually when you're trading a superstar, you get quarters on the dollar and 
it's really impossible to get value, the same value back when you're trading a player like Bradley Beal or James Harden. We talked about the Carmelo Anthony trade and whatnot. I think the Nets might have won this trade. And when you're ranking the teams that won this trade, excuse me, I think the Rockets won this trade. And I think Brooklyn might have been the fourth team here. I think the Pacers got a haul here. Cleveland out of nowhere got an all-star caliber player in Jared Allen. And now you got 32-year-old James Harden going to Brooklyn and all their depth basically gone. I mean, I was shocked to see this trade. And, I I mean, I I don't know, Anthony. I guess what are your reactions on how this is going to impact the Eastern Conference? Obviously, this is going to impact the Eastern Conference in a big, big way. If Kyrie starts playing, if Harden gets into shape, if they all mesh, that's going to be unbelievable. I, 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 I'm, I assume they're going to be, you know, in final shape if they all stay healthy and and that all works out. They they may run into LeBron. That will that will be a great, great finals matchup. But first, Ben, let's break it down. Let's break this trade down. So the Nets obviously gain James Harden. And they get a second-round pick from Cleveland. Cleveland acquired Jared Allen and Tyrone Prince from the from the from the Nets. The Pacers grabbed Karis LeVert and a second-round pick from Houston. Now Houston, they get Victor Oladipo, Dante Exum, Rodians Kyrix, and four first-round picks between Brooklyn and Milwaukee, and then four first-round pick swaps from Brooklyn. So, a lot to take in. A ton to take in. And like you said, this is not the first time we've seen this with Brooklyn. You know, back back to when KG and Paul Pierce were in in the league, and they made that big blockbuster trade with Boston. We saw how that really impacted them negatively and resulted in the picks such as, you know, Jason Tatum and, you know, other guys like Markel Fultz and, you know, stuff to that. So Ben, I know that you just said that you think the Cavs, the Cavs won this trade. Is that what you said? I think Cleveland. Yeah. I think ultimately they, they had a winning trade here. And I think Houston, like you said, eight first round picks, a pick swap in 2027. Mm-hmm. Kevin Durant is, is in his early 30s. James Harden is 32 years old. By the time 2027 rolls around, these guys are going to be on TNT talking about basketball while the Nets are losing their first-round picks that might be in the lottery. And they made this trade for the same reason that Paul Pierce trade happened. They're mortgaging their future, basically, for the sake of winning a championship now. And the craziest thing is, and I hate to say this, I'm not even sure that their chances of winning a championship improved. Like you mentioned Kyrie Irving. We're not even sure he wants to play basketball anymore. It is right. crazy that we're saying that. This guy's in the, in, in the thick of his prime, and he might just not play basketball anymore. Steve Nash was asked, do you think Kyrie Irving is going to stay in, in Brooklyn? Or do you, do you think he wants to continue basketball? Steve Nash said, sure. He said, That's sure. not exactly a, a ringing <laughs> endorsement for the guy's future in Brooklyn. Sure. No, that doesn't, that doesn't make me feel good. And you gave up one of your best defenders on the team. And Karis LeVert. You gave up your front court. You're, you're the best defensive center on your team. Now you're going to rely primarily on an aging DeAndre Jordan and Jeff Green. And 
you did so with the expectation that you can ultimately beat the LA Lakers in the, in the finals, that's a tough thing to do when you're going up against Anthony Davis and you're matching him up with probably Kevin Durant or Jeff Green or something like that. I'm not sure they got better with this trade, even though they got James Harden, which is insane to say. Right. We just watched, in my mind, the best bench in basketball be depleted. I mean, I don't know what your thoughts really are on on Brooklyn's bench before this. I really thought their bench was the best in basketball. I don't know what, what your thoughts really were. Yeah, I think obviously with Spencer Dinwiddie out, I think when, once he comes back, he's he's a valuable piece. Um, he played at a very, very high level before he got hurt. You still got Joe Harris there, plenty of touches, especially if Kyrie gets back. You got three of the best scorers in the NBA on one team. One basketball, we'll see how that meshes. Because there's always – the basketball fit there is a question too. I think if they want to make it work, they can. They can all space the floor. Obviously, they're fantastic on-ball scorers. They can all move without the ball if they so choose. Right. Um, three right. of the best scores ever, really. And I mean, you got Joe Harris there, he'll get a ton of shots. But you, like you said, the depth there is gone. Karis Levert's one of their best perimeter defenders, he's gone. Jared Allen is one of the best rim protectors in the NBA, he's gone. Right, right. And now you're relying on, like, I think they're just banking on Jeff Green to, to soak up those minutes that Jared Allen is giving up now that he's in Cleveland. And that's a that's like, I can't believe they're doing that in 2020. So, Ben, we talked last night really about this, about trading the full dollar bill for the four quarters, right? And what we saw with Anthony Davis going to the, to, to the Lakers, it didn't matter for the Lakers trading the house, right? They won the championship, and maybe not easily to, to, to a lot of people out there. I mean, yes, they, they played six games with, with the Heat, but in my mind, they were the far superior team. Now – since we talked about this last night and now we're talking about this bench being completely depleted and being one of the most powerful benches in basketball, their depth was just through the roof. They were a great team before they acquired Kyrie, KD or Harden. I mean, an unbelievable team. I, I really loved watching the Nets and now they got three superstars with not, not as much depth. Does this matter? Does this matter for their final chances? Because we just we, we, we just got done last night talking about how this would not matter. You get you get the full dollar bill. They mesh right. They're going to head to the finals. Do do you see if Kyrie comes back and plays? We really don't know what's going on with Kyrie Irving right now. But if assuming that he comes back and plays basketball with the Brooklyn Nets. Harden and Kevin Durant, do you see them still making a finals run? Do you see this playing an issue? Do you see their depth being a big issue for them? Maybe not making a run with three, as you said, like three of some of the greatest scorers of all time. Yeah. I mean, I think it's usually true. You get four quarters on the dollar, but I think Houston got eight quarters on the dollar and like the dollar looks nicer. Sure. But they got more money in their pocket. Now you got eight quarters. That's two whole dollars. Now, uh, like the fact that they gave up Karis LeVert and Jared Allen and didn't really get much depth back for that besides James Harden, I didn't think his value was that high. But I think their feet were to the fire because of the Kyrie Irving situation with him not knowing whether he's going to play or not, um, with him out the lineup with Kevin Durant basically having to carry the team again. I think their feet were to the fire and they made this trade knowing that Kevin Durant could leave in two years. Um Acquire a guy like James Harden, who has a good rapport with. They obviously played together in Oklahoma City. But I don't think the four quarters for a dollar thing works here because they gave up so much. I just We're going to talk about the Lakers, and these teams might very well meet in the finals, sure. 
you can't possibly rely on a guy like DeAndre Jordan or Jeff Green to guard Anthony Davis. Right. So this the Anthony Davis trade is different because once you got Anthony Davis and LeBron James together, that punched your ticket to the championship. You were done. I was high on the Clippers. Sure, I actually thought that the Clippers were going to beat them, but they didn't. And we didn't probably, think they were going to take the half the year off, though. Yeah, I, I was probably also foolish because, I mean, when you put a guy like Anthony Davis and LeBron together, you're going to win championships. No mm-hmm. question. Mm-hmm. But when you put a guy like James Harden and Kevin Durant and even Kyrie Irving together, they don't put they don't give you that same sort of vibe that like they're a punch that they're gonna win the guaranteed championship. And it's primarily because nobody on this team plays defense besides James or Kevin Durant. And he's coming off an Achilles tear where do you really are you really comfortable with him guarding LeBron James? Are you comfortable with him guarding Kawhi Leonard and Giannis and Anthony Davis? I sure as hell am not. In the depth that you talked about where you're guarding other perimeter defenders, other perimeter guys, that's gone. Kyrie Levert's gone. So now what? Now you're relying on Kyrie Irving to play defense and James Harden to play defense when, when the going gets rough? That scares the hell out of me. So what I'm hearing right now is is Ben saying they're not they're not a finals run, right? They're not they're not a quick punch ticket to the finals. Is that what I'm hearing? I think they're they might be a punch to the finals, but you traded eight picks. That better be a punch for a championship. Like you traded all those picks for KG and Paul Pierce and Jason Terry for the same reasons to punch your way to the championship. And that failed. And you ended up losing guys, like you said, Jason Tatum. And now we're here again, where you traded all these picks, Karis Levert, Jared Island, and we're still not entirely confident that you're going to make the finals. That's why I think it's an absurd trade. And we don't know what the Brooklyn Nets are going to look like in 2027, right? We just don't. If, I mean, I'm assuming Kevin Durant will be retired at that point. I'm assuming James Harden will be retired at that point. I don't know where Kyrie Irving will be at that point because right now, tell you the truth, I don't think the Brooklyn Nets know where Kyrie Kyrie Irving is right now. So looking towards the future, if if they don't get a championship, obviously failed trade, awful trade, you know, again, there you go. Because we look back to their first trade like this with Kevin Garnett, Paul Pierce, big, big trade. And, and you know, we talk about this, you know, like they're trading superstars for, for, for quarters on the dollar. And that trade, in my mind, back then, K- KG and Paul Pierce, that was a kind of a crinkled dollar bill, right? Kind of a, an old, weary dollar bill. That I mean, KG, he, he was at the end of his days. Paul Pierce, I know he still had some left in the tank, and that's fine. But they they had like two years. I think they like they they, I think they went two rounds and lost to Miami both years. I want I want to say they lost to the Heat both years. But it's it's crazy to see. I'm with you on this right now because it's crazy to see them trade away eight years of picks for something. I mean, they have no idea what what their future is going to look like at that point. And Houston could flourish. I mean, Houston could get picks just like how the Celtics got picks from, from the Nets. Right. And, and, and that's where we're, we're, we're leading with this. So it's, it's really tough to see it. Right. But, but if they win one ring, it, that all doesn't matter. Does it? If they win one ring, it, it was worth it. Is, is that right? I think so. I mean, how many times right, in the exactly. NBA, how, right. many, how many chances in the NBA do you actually have have the opportunity to win win the championship? Exactly. The, the windows right. for championship are very low. And how many times, that's why I don't fault Sean Marks for making this trade that much. Because if I was put in, in, in his shoes and you told me you could get Kyrie Irving, James Harden, and Kevin Durant, 
on the same team. How many times in your life can you say that you could put three of the greatest scores of our lifetime on the, on, on the same court together? Right. You almost have to pull the trigger on that. But when Sean Marks <laughs> is looking on, at, on 2027, and if they don't win the championship, people are obviously going to say that it was one of the worst trades in, in league history. But that's the sort of risk that I admire GMs for taking. Right. Right. You have to take these sorts of risks because if you don't, you're going to end up shooting yourself in the foot. Because these chances of winning of winning championships in the NBA, they're few and far between. We see it covering the Wizards. They haven't won the championship since 1979. Haven't won 50 games since then. Right. And Brooklyn really hasn't had that much success in, in, in years either. Like you, you mentioned that that um, random Nets team with Darren Williams and, and Paul Pierce and KG, right. that team wasn't successful. And the, sure, they had some success with, with D'Angelo Russell. That was a fun team, but that wasn't a championship contender by no means. So, of course, like if, if you haven't won in decades and you're putting all the chips on the table, go for it. This is the this, best. Yeah, this is the most the exciting time. Team. Yeah, the, the most exciting time for like Nets fans, really Brooklyn culture right now. And if they do, I mean, I don't think I got an answer from you though yet. Do, do you have them making the, the finals or do you have another team in mind in the, in the East? No, I, th- I think um, well, that's a man, that's really tough. I just worry. I worry. And I, I think a team like Philadelphia could really give them trouble just because who's guarding Joel Embiid? On that team, no one. A different Philadelphia team. Who Uncle Uncle Jeff Green? You're, <laughs> you're putting in Uncle Jeff Green on Joel Embiid. That's a, that's a problem. Bad, not okay. No, you're 100 right. The loss of of Jared Allen is is huge in this trade. I mean, of course, Karis LeVert. Both those two, the focal point, obviously, right? Huge, huge losses. And is Harden really going to push them over that plateau of you know? They're going to get by the Bucks easily. They're going to get by the Sixers easily. And can they match up with the Lakers? Right now, as you said, I mean, there's no way. Who is guarding Anthony Davis? Ask Kevin Durant. I mean. At that point, he's going to have to. But, yeah, he, I mean, the, but he usually guards LeBron in play in, 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 in those playoff matches. And then he has shown to. Either way you slice it, you're kind of at a loss there because like Jeff Green's guarding him or DeAndre Jordan's guarding AD and you're at a loss or you got, I don't know, I guess, who are you putting on LeBron if you're having KD on, on Jeff Green on LeBron? Like you're toast there too. So I don't, I, I think they're doing the Wizards approach where they're just hoping to score 600 points in a game and just, <laughs> you know what I mean? But I'm just not sure that's going to work in the playoffs. I'm also not totally confident in James Harden as like a, as your superstar in the playoffs because he hasn't been that in his career. Right. He's shown that he can't be the best player on, his, on the winning team. He is, it doesn't have to be with Kevin Durant now. Right. But James Harden, I'm not entirely confident. He, he showed up out of shape this year. He's been putting up t- his, some of the worst numbers of his career shooting-wise. And I think that's largely because he just wanted to leave Houston. But you're still hoping that that's the case and that he's not finally starting to decline a little bit because he has carried Houston for years now and without much help. Right. And the last time he was he was not in a Houston uniform. The last time he was he played with Kevin Durant, we saw him in the finals. He lost to LeBron James, but still a very, very young finals run for Kevin Durant, James Harden, and Russell Westbrook. So the pairing now, if Kyrie comes back, if they mesh, if for some reason their depth is not a problem, you know, you know, coming off the bench, their second unit. 
Right now, the talent you want to say they're in, they're going to be in the finals. Right now, you want to say with their talent they're going to be in the finals, but we don't. Right, exactly what you said. We don't know. We don't know what the future holds for Kyrie. I mean, there's people out there saying that he's going to retire. I mean, Stephen A. Stephen A. Smith just called for him to retire today. So I don't know. We don't know what's going to happen with him and James Harden. As you said, we don't really know exactly how he's going to play right now offensively he's much different than last year and can you think of 10 points less can you think of three of the most difficult personalities in the nba to put together like steve nash has his work cut out for them i'm not talking about these guys as people i'm sure they're all great people Kyrie irving is hard to work with kevin durant is extraordinarily hard to work with and james harden can be tough to work with you put these three guys in a locker room you have the potential for that to combust. So that locker room-wise, it's not even guaranteed to work there either. Like you mentioned Anthony Davis and LeBron. These guys were willing to put anything aside for each other to make sure they won a championship. I'm not sure I can say the same for James Harden, Kevin Durant, and Kyrie Irving. There's egos involved now. You have an inexperienced head coach. One ball, one basketball. We can't forget about that. It's a tough thing for them. But look, like I said, if you got the chance to get th- three of those guys, I mean, you have to do it, I guess, 10 out of 10 times because the Wizards are over here working with Isak Bonga and Ish Smith, and we're trying to figure out ways to get Hassan Whiteside. So, like, if you can get three of the best players on the, in the league on one roster, I understand why you do it because that those chances don't come up from very many teams. Well, there you have it, folks. The Cavaliers won this trade already. The Brooklyn Nets are not making the NBA Finals. Ben <laughs> Mahich has set the tone. That's the thing we can talk about, too, Anthony, if you want. Cleveland, low-key over here, is just hurting good centers. Andre Drummond, very solid center. Jared Allen, one of the best young centers in the league. JaVale McGee, somewhat reliable center. Larry Nance, yep, very yep. reliable center off the bench. Hey, lend one to Washington, please. Still have – they have – Kevin Kevin Love is still hurt right now, coming back in a couple of weeks. I think in a week, Kevin actually. <laughs> I forgot about him. He might end up in Brooklyn somehow. <laughs> Folks, we're still trying to get our, our heads wrapped around what happened and – you know, I've been using Headspace to just wrap my head around what's been going on in the world. I, I use it every morning uh, to calm myself. I, the world has been in a turbulent state for quite some time now. Uh, the anxiety is high. There's no question about it. I use Headspace, like I said, every single morning to start my day. Uh, you deserve to feel happier, and Headspace is a meditation made simpler. Because let's be honest, finding time to meditate is difficult. Finding ways to do it is difficult, but Headspace makes it easy. And it is incredibly important to maintain a stable Headspace, I guess going forward in life with everything that's been going on. So to do that, you should check out Headspace and go to headspace.com slash NBA. That's headspace.com slash NBA for a free one-month trial with access to Headspace full library of meditations for every situation. This is the best deal offered right now. And if you head to headspace.com slash NBA, you'll get one free month. Anthony, you know I'm a big car guy. I absolutely love my Honda, who I affectionately call Harold. Whenever I have issues with Harold, Anthony, you know I go to rockauto.com, which is so reliable with low prices. Why would I ever want to spend twice as much for the same parts when I can go to rockauto.com, save some money, but also get the same parts that I would otherwise get spending more money? It's the best best prices by the same professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car and truck. Right, locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. It's all the parts you'll ever need on rockauto.com. 
2020 is mercifully over. It's time for a fresh start and a few more wins. If you're betting this year and want more wins, listen to Lockdown Bets with your boy Q and Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports. They're picking college basketball, football, and NBA locks all winter long. Subscribe to Lockdown Bets wherever you get podcasts. Anthony, so we just talked about how this trade is going to impact the Eastern Conference as a whole. Um, Brooklyn basically mortgaging, mortgaging their future for the chance at a championship. I think this trade sets the level for what the Wizards can expect if and when they end up trading Bradley Beal. I want to get your take on whether you think Bradley Beal can amount to the same sort of haul. Because truthfully, I thought James Harden had, has hurt his trade value. He, he hasn't played very well this year. Um, obviously, he's been difficult off the court. He's 32 years old. Obviously, come, he's an MVP, but he's he's aging. I didn't think he could possibly get eight first-round picks for him, along with Karis LeVert. And it takes Jared Allen to get him, too. I mean, I was shocked by the haul, and it made me optimistic because not only did the Sixers not trade Ben Simmons, someone who I think we should watch for if Bradley Beal ever were to become available, but if you can get this much for James Harden, call me crazy, Anthony, but I think you can get just as much, if not more, for Bradley Beal, who's, I think, a better player than James Harden this season. And he's five years younger. Five years younger is right, and that's huge. So, <clears throat> as you've been talking about since last season, because Bradley's trade value is obviously through the roof, and the Wizards could be in a position to trade Bradley, right? That's what we've been, you know, really like talking about trying to gauge exactly like what will happen if they're not in playoff contention. That could be. A, a big, big hurdle for, for the season. And, and Brad could end up in Miami. Brad could end up, you know, you know, anywhere really that has a package suitable for him. But when we look at the packages that we have been seeing now, we saw today eight picks for Harden. My head was spinning. Ben, my head was spinning today. I thought it was a <laughs> trade deadline, man. This is, it, it was crazy. Um, when, when the Lakers made the trade, for Anthony Davis, they received Lon, you know, they 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 sent out Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, and Josh Hart and three first rounders for, for AD, right? So three really good at uh, like three good really good assets in my mind. Obviously, Brandon Ingram is 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 looking like the best of them. And three first overalls for Anthony Davis, a a, a one-of-a-kind power forward. Now, and then after that, we look toward the Clippers trade with OKC. That trade, you know, for Paul George was, was crazy to us because we now we're seeing double the amount of picks that AD was dealt for. And we're seeing six picks for Paul George and, you know, shy for shy Gildas Alexander and, and, Gallinari, big, big trade. That was a huge trade. Obviously, back then, that was really for Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard would not have agreed to sign there without them making a trade for, for a guy like Paul George. So they were really trading for Kawhi and Paul George. But on paper, they traded six picks, two really great players for Paul George. And now we're seeing this. It just seems like it's going up and up every year. It just it, like why does it seem like kind of like an inflation type of thing with, with these trades? It doesn't really make any sense 
eight picks for Harden and and an all-star player in Victor Oladipo. I know that he has not like, you know, after his injury, he has not played the same, but I still have hope that he, that he still will be an all-star player. And, you know, two other assets, Bradley Beal right now, as you said, is the, is the, you know, the best shooting guard in the league, probably the, the, the best score in the league right now. And his trade value to us before this Harden trade, we would think, we would really think that Bradley Beal's trade value is is higher than than James Harden. Maybe trade value is weighed differently when a player has won an MVP award. I don't know. I don't know what goes into those discussions with GMs and and you know presidents, you know of, of basketball operations. So I, I I don't really know what that what that goes in for. But but if the Wizards were going to trade Bradley Beal. I would assume they're going to get a slew of picks and at least, you know, a couple good assets. And when I say a bunch of picks, I'm talking about right now, at least five picks. Wouldn't you say, Ben? I I don't know. I mean, mean, Harden just got eight picks. I mean, how many picks could you give? I mean, 83 picks, three good assets. I mean, if you're getting really great assets, maybe, maybe fewer picks. If you're getting fewer assets, you know, maybe, maybe Brad is worth that eight pick trade. What are your thoughts really on this? Because it just keeps getting crazier and crazier. Yeah. The first thing I I thought about was I know for sure that Brooklyn has called Washington and asked them about Bradley Beal. I have that on good information. Mm -hmm. So this takes them out of the possibility, right? Because Brooklyn, I think Denver and Miami were always the top three teams. Brooklyn, probably somewhere there, maybe the second team that was most interested in them, now gone because they got Harden, obviously. Not only that, they gave up, like you said, their future for the foreseeable future for, for James Harden. There is no way that if you can get this much for James Harden, you can't get just as much for Bradley Beal. I saw that there was an idea that floated around that Philadelphia was kind of putting together a trade package for, for, um, for James Harden. And it might've fell apart because they didn't want to include Tyrese Maxey. Right. 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 I'm sorry. If you're trading Bradley Beal to Philly, you're getting Tyrese Maxey. Whatever you couldn't get for James Harden, you're getting for Bradley Beal. Because I think he's that damn good, one. He's still getting better. James Harden is not going to get better than what he is now. The kid's 20, he's 27 years old. He's not even, he's just barely in the prime of his career. You're not getting an older Bradley Beal. You're getting a player who's shown to be the best shooting guard in the league now. He's better than James Harden at this moment. So if Tommy Shepard does end up pulling the trigger and trading Bradley Beal at some point, there's no way that he should accept any package that's less than the one that James Harden said. I was honestly, I smiled when I saw that because I was like, "You worry? Are they going to get like you said quarters on the dollar for Bradley Beal? Are they going to trade uh, Bradley to Philly for Matisse Thybulle, uh, Tyrese Maxey, and picks right, and not even get Ben Simmons back? You worry because you don't want to end up in that situation where you're trading a superstar and getting nothing back, and getting just hope back. But now the bar is set. If, if if Drew Holiday can be traded for 17 first-round picks, if James Harden can be traded for 30 first-round picks, I'm sorry. Bradley Beal's worth more than both of those players. So, look, I know the time when the time comes, and, and it appears that it, it just as anything in the NBA, it will come at some point, and Bradley Beal is traded. 
I think Wizards fans can approach this. They can sleep soundly at night, I think, to, after seeing this James Harden trade that. If he, if Brad does get traded, there's no way that Tommy Shepard should ever accept a deal that's less than what, what they got today, which could mean Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, Patrice, or, or a Precious Achua, and, and 17 other picks for the, for the next 17 years. Who knows? It's an exciting thing. I think it's something to look forward to. It's something to look forward to for sure, 100%. So you're telling me that, and all of the District of Columbia, Wizards fans that are all listening right now, that Bradley Beal is traded tomorrow. He's worth, if not the same, more than James Harden. So more than eight picks and more than, you know, an all-star asset and, you know, a couple other assets. Yeah, I don't see memes floating around about Bradley Beal being fat and going to strip clubs when he should be at, <laughs> at uh, when should when he should be at a training camp. I see people talking about him winning Most Improved Player, even though he's averaging thirty five points per game, and he was second amongst the league leaders in in points per game last year. I see a twenty seven year old player who's making incredible improvements to his game every single year. And sure, the casual fan might not think he's worth more than James Harden because they know James Harden's name. But ask Tommy Shepard, ask Sean Marks, ask these guys who are leading front offices what they think of Bradley Beal. If you get the opportunity to get Bradley Beal, you, that's a player you're worth mortgaging your future for because he's not even in his prime yet. And you know he'll be continuously growing throughout the course of his career, wherever he lands. If he lands in Miami, he'll be a better Bradley Beal than he was in Washington. Why? Not because he's in Miami, because he put in the work. You know that. You don't know that for James Harden. So, of course, he's worth just as much as James Harden. And I'm not saying this just because I'm biased because I've seen him play more than most people and you and I cover the team. It's just pretty apparent. Look at his numbers. The guy's dropping 60 points a night, 35 points per game right now. He's one of the most improved players in the league. He's 27 years old. What more can you – if you can get a superstar like Bradley Beal, how many opportunities can you get to get that player if you're a team trading for him? So, when I see teams floating around like – uh, fake packages, and I see like Nuggets fans talking about Bull Bull and Gary Harris and a couple second round picks. Hey, save it. The James Harden trade set the bar, and the bar is lower than what it takes to get Bradley Beal. And that's just the fact. And we'll see that if a trade were to happen. I 100% agree with you. I, I really, really do. Bradley Beal has set the bar for him. You know, his game has done all his talking that, that needs to be done, especially in terms of trade talk. If if right now, I mean, obviously the wizards the wizards would have taken. Do you think the wizards would have taken what the what the Rockets got back today if they were to trade Bradley Beal today? Do you think they would have taken it today? I mean, they if not, someone needs to someone needs to call the cops and and like do something about Tommy Shepard because that's like one of the craziest hauls anybody's ever gotten. You're getting picks until 2027 that might end converting into top three picks. Right. You you could have got Karis LeVert back. You flipped him for Oladipo, and we can talk about that. John, poor John Wall and all this, right? You end up in Houston. All you want to do is hoop. You're thrust in controversy. I love John after the game when when James Harden basically just said, get me out of here, and, and lo and behold, he was gone in less than 24 hours. But John was just like, I just want to hoop, man. This guy's distracting me. I just want to play ball. Boogie Cousins, same thing. He's like, I care about John Wall. This guy's ridiculous. I get him off the team. These guys can't like they haven't had a chance to really have a comeback that they could have. It's been stunted by all this controversy. Now you get Oladipo. I'm not sure we can talk about this trade if you'd like, but right. Oladipo was on his last last year of his contract. Kyrus Levert was a breakout star before he got traded. 
24 years old, I believe, on the cusp of being an all-star. You're trading him for Oladipo, who's still recovering from a quad injury, hasn't looked like himself, and he's on his last year of his contract. I'm not sure why Houston made that trade. I thought Karis LeVert would have looked great next to next to John Wall. I think Oladipo can look great next to John Wall, too. All in all, I'm just thankful that he finally gets to play basketball and not have to worry about James Harden and what, what he'll say or do and how it's going to impact his improvement in Houston. Right. I I agree 100% with you. I definitely think that, I mean, of course, the Wizards, the Wizards were presented with that type of trade. They would take it. Bradley Beal is 100% worth everything that, that was traded today for James Harden and maybe more, as you said, just due to like Harden's, you know, focus and his shape and what really he is given, you know, the basketball world this year. He hasn't given us much to, to really like, you know, hope that he's going to have a great year, to hope that he's, you know, focused on basketball we've we, we've mainly just seen him out and about and partying you know at strip clubs and what can you do you know these, these aren't the bubble days so that's that's an issue in itself Bradley Beal I 100% agree with you he is worth that or more and I think was yeah you're right was your fan they have a lot to just to they can sleep well at night. You're right. They can, they can, you know, hang back. If, if the, if this season does not turn out well, if they're not able to make the playoffs, which I still think they can, I know you're throwing out the season, but I still think they can make the playoffs if they don't. And they end up making a trade for Bradley and something of this sort, you know, comes to life where Bradley is traded to a contender of some sort. I think this, that will be a great, great way for the wizards to rebuild. It really will. And it, you know, this is a double, uh, you know, a double-edged sword though, because it's going to suck because, I mean, John Wall was just traded. Bradley Beal is, you know, and if, if that leads to Bradley Beal being traded in the same season, I mean, for fans, that that does suck. I mean, John Wall and Bradley Beal have been a household name in the District of Columbia, you know, since they entered the league. And, and they've been if not the best backcourt in basketball when healthy, a top two backcourt in basketball when healthy since they've, you know, really, you know, started playing together. So that that would not be the best for, obviously, fans of these players, but, you know, fans of the franchise, fans of, of Wizard basketball and their future, yes, if Bradley Beal is traded and we get something like, you know, like this for Harden, Yes, that is a great, great haul for an amazing player. And obviously, Bradley's worth it. Harden is worth it, too. I mean, I, I, I want to think that Harden's going to come and play and, and play well this season at some point and get into shape. I, I get that he's out of shape right now. That's the big joke. Memes all over the place. And just him, you know, being at strip clubs and being out, you know, and not following COVID protocol. So that could play as, a, as an issue. Brooklyn has a whole other set of issues right now dealing with their point guards. So they, they, they have their hands full. The Wizards right now, if, if they're really looking at destinations for Bradley, if they don't make the playoffs, look, I guess, look where you can get the biggest package, right? Yeah, and obviously they'll do him justice and not trade him to a team like Detroit or something like that or Sacramento. Right? I mean, yeah, I no, no, no. <laughs> I think they love. I think they love Brad, and I think they genuinely care for him, and they would never do that to him. You never know that it's kind of the John Dirty, the son of the, the Houston. But you know, I wasn't thinking Sacramento or anything like that. But but no, yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you're right. 
if you're going to trade Brad, you got to get something like this back. It, it is, I think it offers some assurance for fans. It's easier for us to accept like a pick in 2027 might result in the first round, first overall pick. And that's, that makes us exciting for the person who owns courtside seats. And you're telling them, Hey, we right. traded Bradley Beal for an 11 year old, but he'll right. be a really good 18 year old in 2027. <laughs> it's a tough thing to sell them. Like Brad's like we talked about all season long. He's amongst the best players in the league. Selling a fan base a trade, Houston will have an easier time because Harden literally sat on the on the podium yesterday and said, "We have no idea of what we're doing, and I don't want to be here anymore. My time here is over, basically." And they told him, "Don't come to practice, and we'll trade you." So I think it's easier for them to accept. But yeah, if they're trading Brad in his prime. That's also a difference, right? The right? Houston saw what Harden can do in his prime. He won an MVP there. They went to the conference finals with him there. Washington is just now starting to see how good Bradley Beal can be. It's his best season. If you trade him after his best season, it's going to be hard. I mean, it's a tough thing to sell. But if you can get a package like that back for the people who assess the team. Age-wise, he's worth more than Harden, right? No question about it, I think. I I mean, Brad at 30, I mean, in three years, he'll be 30. James will be 35. Like, who knows what these guys will look like? Exactly. Brad will be an all-NBA player, and James will probably be on the later stages of his career. So. Right, and we have so much more to get into about this trade and really the the Wizards postponed game, you know, two two games in a row. So we got a lot more to get into that. But before we get into that, I want to tell you guys about Bet Online. Are we ready for some football? NFL wild card round just finished up with the divisional round right around the corner. There is only one place that has, has you covered and one place we trust, betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use that promo code LOCKDOWN for your 50% welcome bonus. The wild card games are now behind us with the divisional round ahead. Will the Bills keep it rolling? Does Tom Brady have enough left in the tank for another Super Bowl run? Who is your pick? Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code LOCKDOWN to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. If you want to get basketball smart, it starts with listening to the Hollinger and Duncan podcast, part of the Lockdown Lockdown Podcast Network. NBA analytics pioneer and front office insider John Hollinger joins Dunkdown Podcast host Nate Duncan to bring you scouting reports, game breakdowns, and salary cap analysis. Subscribe to the Hollinger and Duncan podcast today wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back, DC. You're still locked on Wizards with Ben Mahich and myself, Anthony Cittadino. Ben, since we don't have Wizards hoops until maybe Sunday or Monday, as they are set to take on the Cleveland Cavaliers for both days, we don't know if these games will run as scheduled or be postponed due to COVID. Do you think this will affect, or do you think this has affected their own momentum after their win against the Suns? Yeah, the momentum's gone. I mean, the 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 game against Utah is canceled. The game against Cleveland is canceled. It's really, it's a bummer, man. I mean, they were dodging this thing 
left and right, three games in a row, I think they played someone who tested positive or, or had to quarantine. And now they have multiple players with positive tests. We don't know who they are. We know that Mo Wagner and Rui Hachimura had to enter protocol, so we can just assume. But now that they don't have eight players available, we can assume that maybe more than, more than just those two might have positive tests. It's a bummer all in all. I mean, I know from personal experience, having gotten it and having a quarantine, it's a disaster and it sucks and it takes you away from life. As an NBA player, I can't imagine. I mean, your, your schedule is completely thrown for a loop. You have to worry about your physical health. I feel horrible for these players. Because, like, they're putting their bodies on the line as it is playing basketball, and now you have to worry about this deadly pandemic. Seeing it affect the team personally is, is – is, is, it's really disheartening, you know. And it's something that you can't avoid. We've talked about it last podcast, how unavoidable this illness has been. Um, and now we, we mentioned the schedule. It's really in flux. We have no idea whether they'll play Cleveland. We don't know if the right. foreseeable games are going to be canceled. Because if, if more players are out and you just don't have eight players available – I mean, I guess you can just sign free agents and just throw a team together, but that seems that seems wrong. That doesn't that seems like something they shouldn't do just because they've been forced to play during a pandemic. And why would you, why would you risk risk losing games for the sake of continuing a season that that's been thrown for a loop through no fault of your own? So I feel horrible for the Wizards, man. They, they got a great win against Phoenix. The momentum's gone, and obviously, more importantly, I'm concerned about these players' health. And I'm, I'm, I'm constantly concerned about the long-term repercussions of this disease. We don't know what it does right. to players, how it affects their lungs and their heart going forward. It's it's very troublesome. And, and we talked about the league and what they could have done better, but it is what it is. And and some of these players got it, and now they just have to cope with it and and hope and and send these send their thoughts and and. Uh, you know, our best wishes to these guys and hope they come out of this. Um, but there's, I guess, not much more you can do as a team and as a franchise. There's not. And it has been really, really, really hard for the NBA so far, like 11 games and not, not even 11 games in for a, a lot of teams. And now with the next three games set for Washington, they're supposed to host Cleveland on the 17th and the 18th. And they're supposed to travel to Charlotte on the 20th, which will start a five, a five game road trip against that, that will lead to Milwaukee, San Antonio, Houston, and then we'll end in new Orleans. Now, you know, the wizards right now, we have, we have no insight. We have no sort of, you know, tell to see, to, to know when they will be back on the floor, when they will be roster ready really for any game. I mean, can, can we count these games against Cleveland pretty much postponed? I mean, will will the Wizards end up going on their road trip? I mean, this really just all begs the question of, of will the NBA have to do a, a two-week shutdown? Because we talked about it yesterday, Ben. If, if it, we, we were talking about if games start being postponed every day, will they have to you know figure this out? This is why Adam Silver and, and his team did not – they only released the first half of the, the NBA schedule, right? They – they knew that they were going to have issues with this, but did they understand how how bad the issues were going to be so quick now that games are being postponed every day now? So with this happening, do, do you see a shutdown coming up soon? Do you see the Wizards even hosting Cleveland for the two nights or going on their road trip? I mean, I have, that's just like an impossible question to answer. Right now, I'm less inclined to say i do just because if you have less than eight players available to play and you're still doing this contact tracing you have multiple positive players on the on the court it's like this this isn't working and and on just like a strategic level you have to consider this 
let's say the Wizards are three and eight. Other player, other teams aren't dealing with the same issue to this level. They're still playing games. They're winning games. The standings are shifting by virtue of them winning and losing games. And the Wizards are stuck at three and eight. It's like now they they don't they lost the momentum they had against Phoenix. Their roster's in flux. Rui Hachimura, their third most important player, is gone out with this with this COVID uh, protocol. And so like the I guess fairness can't be a question because. It's just the the nature of, of, of the league right now. It's None of it's going to be fair. But when you think about how it's unfairly impacted certain teams, it's like this, this team's impossible to assess right now. And moving forward for the front office, for the coaching staff, for the players themselves, it's like you don't know what the hell to expect from a day in and day out. You might have a game next week. You might not. We might have a shutdown in two weeks. Now the Wizards are stuck at three and eight. We don't know when their next game's going to happen. It's like it's really different. No, I guess this playing field in, in that regard isn't level for every single team. It really isn't, and this is something that's that's so unclear for everyone. For everyone dealing, you know, with with I mean, everyone throughout the country, throughout the world that's that has been affected by this virus, right? I mean, right, you know, we're out here covering the NBA, and and that's and and that's what we're reporting on is like you know what's the biggest issue, but it's really not. I mean, we're we're seeing our entire country really like, you know, get, get so, so, you know, gummed up with this virus. I mean, nothing is really getting better. And, and now, you know, now you're seeing American sports leagues really like start to start to be affected bad and almost start to crumble. If they're, if they're postponing and canceling games every day, if they're making random players follow protocol, making them quarantine, and, and not other players that have been on the court, you know, on, you know, during the, the same, the, the same game, really this, this all, all of it doesn't really make sense to, to us. It doesn't really make sense to, to the players. And, you know, I, I mean, we just talked a lot about Harden and Harden brings up that you know, in his comments about, about COVID and the, the league protocol, you know, he believes that they can't ask the they can't ask NBA players to to just you know shut their lives down and to 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 not gather with anyone after games after practices, you know, dirt during the season. He he says that they can't just you know shut their life, you know, and 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 shut the door on on their personal life after they're done working. And I bet a lot of players feel the same way. I, I but I also bet there's there's other players that feel you know on, on the contrary. And that's really the whole issue going on right now in our country, right? I mean, we're, you know, there's, there's so many people for masks, for, you know, quarantining and, and for, you know, trying to make this, you know, this better. And then there's a, there's an entirely different group that, that really, that don't, that, that do not want to wear masks, that, that do not want to be bothered by, by the COVID virus. And, 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 and it's, and, and we're seeing the repercussions of it all, right? Whether it be maybe basketball world, whether it be maybe like the real world, whoever you are, no matter who you are, no matter what, you know, what, you know, world you're living in, you're being affected by it. And it's the the level of personal responsibility that these players have is almost higher than obviously the repercussions aren't as high because they're just playing basketball. But the level of personal personal responsibility that they have to have for this to work smoothly is higher than I've seen in, in any other sort of business, whereas you have 500 some odd players and even though the wizards presumably did everything right 
Yeah, let's say Rui Hachimura and Mo Wagner locked themselves up in the hotel and did nothing, got to go boxes every single day. They they had dinner and whatnot, didn't leave besides practice. Then you play the Boston Celtics and Jason Tatum got it, and you could have conceivably contracted it then. So it's right. like right. the level of personal responsibility is like through the roof for NBA players, and it's also impossible to control whether or not you got it. I mean, you can limit your travel. You can do whatever you, uh, to the extent you can. You can control where you are, yet. All of that goes out the window when you're playing basketball. So it's a really difficult thing that they're dealing with right now. I feel, I feel for the Wizards as a team because obviously they, they were struggling, I think, obviously during the season. They were trying to get it together, and they finally looked good against Phoenix, and now that momentum is out the window. But I think, you know, to end on this note, it's, it's going to give Tommy Shepard more time to assess what the hell has been going on this year, um, how to move forward, how to make the team better. Houston's probably going to start trading more players. P.J. Tucker, I think, is a name to watch for for Washington. Ish Smith, Troy Brown, these guys are, 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 are names I think we should watch for. P.J. Tucker is one of the, is supposedly one of the best players in the league. He's not as great as he was uh, last season or the year prior, but I think this is all circumstantial given the sort of situation that Houston uh, right. was here before James Harden got traded. But yeah. it's a name to watch for. I think if Washington can get a player like P.J. Tucker, Tommy Shepard has all the time in the world. He's not going to games right now. There's not much going on with the Wizards besides just waiting around. So wouldn't surprise me if Tommy Shepard picks up the phone and, and – Ask for PJ Tucker. Right. We may see a trade in our, you know, in the very near future involving Troy Brown, involving, you know, really whoever that, that I mean, it could be Brad. We, we don't know. We really don't know what's going to happen. Obviously today, no one saw that coming. I mean, obviously people saw the Brooklyn Harden thing coming from before the season just because of his wishes and you know his trade demands but no one saw how many teams would have would have been really involved so no i mean i don't know i think the wizards are are, are gonna like you know hang back i don't think they're gonna make a trade like right right away but they they definitely could in the the very near future before you know before the all-star break and all that so let's 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 keep with tradition anthony let's leave them with look they got hot enough takes and and whatnot all throughout the day we saw the president get impeached. So we got enough going on throughout the day, but let's give them the cherry on top for these for these uh, lovely fans. Let's do it. Let's us. do it. These loyal fans listening to us. Let's end it with a hot take, Anthony. You want to take it away, and then I'll I'll close it out. Hot take. Hmm. Well. Wow. I guess. I guess. Anything not involving Giannis. <laughs> okay, you're right. Yeah, <laughs> nothing involving Giannis. And I, you know, I, I apologize to the entire no, nation don't. of Greece, but, <laughs> but no. Hot take: If the Wizards, if the Wizards do not postpone any more games, they're getting they're getting three wins in a row against Cleveland, Cleveland, and Charlotte. Nice. I like it. I my hot take: PJ Tucker will be a Washington Wizard, folks. Oh, okay, okay. There you go. All right, DC Wizards fans, locked on Wizards loyalist fans and, and, and listeners. We love you. We appreciate you. We know times are rough, but look, interesting times in the NBA. They say, may you live in interesting times, and we there do. Yep. And you got anything else for these guys? DC, we love you. We appreciate you. We we can't wait to rock with you tomorrow. You know, enjoy wherever you may be listening, whenever you may be listening. We cannot wait to to join you again tomorrow. You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.